Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Jeremy, uh, in the wonderful world of Epcot, where everything is full, because there's there's no there's no space for anything, right? Uh, yeah, they have announced that except for except for all those empty buildings, it, that what, nothing what is empty in. buildings. There's no empty buildings in Epcot, and there are no cats in America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they have now said that they are going to be opening up the Odyssey Building uh, through uh, December 30th for holiday craft beers. And that's it. That's uh, along. I with legitimately know nothing about seasonal this, so. seasonal beers and a selection of snacks. So essentially, a snack bar that serves craft beer. Huh. That is that what they is... are. That is what they are going going to be serving in the Odyssey Building. That is very interesting. Yeah. So uh, this is an interesting story to me, in a cut for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, you know, as facetious as I want to be to say that you know everything is full in Epcot, there's plenty of space. So I'm kind of interested for the I'm kind of interested in the choice of the Odyssey building because uh for those who don't know the Odyssey is that the restaurant that hasn't been open in I I don't know forever it feels like uh that's essentially on the bridge between the World Showcase and Future World not the not the main bridge but that one off to the side uh like if you're going to go from the test track area and it comes to the World Showcase like right before the bridge that goes into Mexico. So that side area over there at the halfway point, that's the Odyssey. So I'm interested because it's it's a really, to me, out of the way place when there, I feel like there's there's spots inside of the World Showcase itself where you could put this craft beer selection or maybe even like use a another food and wine because surely they have more of those, you know, food and wine pop up booth things. You would think maybe they could just use one of those. I don't. I don't know. This is clearly they're expecting this to be very popular. You but know? are but are they? Because again, they're yes. It, well, they're devoting I, a whole former restaurant to it. Well, they are. But the so I was actually in that building uh, for a character meet and greet when I went and did the. Uh, college program, uh, homecoming, whatever it was. They they were doing a character meet and greet, and they chose to do it in that building. And it's really not that big inside. It was surprising but, how small it was. But it's much more accommodating than a food and wine walk-up cart thing would be. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, it's just it's so out of the way. That's... That's like I I've always kind of assumed that's the reason why the Odyssey isn't there anymore because it was so out of the way and I you know maybe people just didn't realize it was there. And so if they don't like unless they're advertising the heck out of this with signage like who's even going to who's even going to know that there's craft beer available over there. And they're going to they're going to be so reliant on signage. Like there's going to be so much so much signage and and arrows and, and stuff to get you back there. And that's the that's the other aspect. That's the aspect that kind of interests me about this is I've you know, I've always wanted to that that's the whole reason I did that character meet and greet thing. I really wasn't that I, you know, I'm not a huge character fan as, you know, we've talked about many many times. 
Um, so I wasn't that concerned about doing a character meet and greet. For me, it was more about getting to see the inside of the Odyssey. And again, I was kind of disappointed because it wasn't that big. And they have like huge, uh, or at least at the time, they had these huge black blackout curtains hung everywhere. So I couldn't really see a lot uh, outside of just the small area that they had cleared out for us to do the character meet and greets and stuff. But like to me, that is such a great, uh, while being out of the way, um, so not from the aspect of, of foot traffic, but as far as just kind of a cool spot, I like that location for a restaurant. And I, you know, and it's one of those things where I keep hoping that they're going to find some way of putting something in that spot, even though I guess Epcot is a hard place to add another, uh, I, I guess another sit down restaurant. Cause there are so many in that park already. So forgive me, but is the. Does the Odyssey have access from both Future World and the World Showcase, independent of the main kind of walkway area? Yes, yeah. So, like I said, so from from Future World again, right around that in that test track area, uh, you can walk out toward the Odyssey, and then from the World Showcase, essentially after you've come across the bridge from Mexico, you just hang a right, and you you would you would find your way to the Odyssey. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I guess it, it is convenient in that way where it does have access from both areas and you're going to get at least some people walking by it. Yeah. But, it, but again, I think that most people, when they, when they travel from world showcase to future world and vice versa, do so on that, that cinder bridge, you know, cause there's Ab- also, absolutely. cause there's absolutely. also the one on the other side that goes what basically like the imagination area or well, maybe even like interventions, uh, area across to, uh, almost in Canada, you know? Yeah. I've so, taken that one before. Yeah. So you've got the, so you, so you've got areas on both sides along with the main thing, but I feel like most people just take the, take the main bridge. Yeah, I don't think most people know about those other two bridges because there's no reason to. Right, which is really. nice. Which is nice when you're trying to go back and forth because it's a it's a much more secluded walk. But if, uh, if you're coming out of Soren, the right bridge, if you're if you're looking at the World Showcase Lagoon, the bridge on the right is convenient for coming out of the Land Pavilion. But but again, you still have to know it's there. I I sure. totally believe there are people who just go all the way back through the breezeway. Because they think that that main bridge is the way to get uh, between Future World and the World Showcase. But like I said, I, you know, I, I, I hope that this does well. Because I hope that this means that they're considering, uh, considering putting you know, full operations back into the, the Odyssey. Though I'm hesitant to get my hopes up because you know, I kind of thought that uh, what back when... Uh, Back when the Wonders of Life Pavilion, you know, it, it when it started going seasonal, and I and I saw it opening up here and there, I'm like, well, sweet. So it's still open at times. Maybe they're you know, and then just nothing has happened. If it's not, you know, I think they they do like the Flower and Garden, uh, n- you know, big area for that, and then maybe they're using it for. I don't I don't even think they're using it for food and wine. I think it's primarily Flower and Garden Festival and some random things like that that they do in it, but nothing's really happened. So I don't know that anything will come of this, but you know, I like, like with just the big windows and the water right there and not having a lot of foot traffic, that's kind of a cool spot to have for a restaurant, right? Yeah. The location on the water like that is great. Uh, It's just, 
my my thought would be that they are putting something in there to see if they could reopen it as a non country themed restaurant. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely well, and I and I, that may be kind of the hard thing there because what so what restaurant do you if you're if you're going to add another restaurant to Epcot, what kind of restaurant do you add? Just a standard Disney quick service, you yeah, know, burgers yeah. and like electric umbrella. Yeah, but then you've already got EU that does that, and then across the across the way you've got uh, what the American Pavilion that essentially does the same thing. Um, so I mean, I guess you could add you could add one more, and there's nothing wrong with that. But my thought is, I mean, that's and maybe it's too small to be a sit down restaurant nowadays. But like from a sit down area, you know, I was thinking, well, seafood would make sense, but then you've got Coral Reef. That does that's that's already doing seafood, uh, you know, and then the countries cover so much uh, specific cuisine that I'm just not I'm not sure what would actually be left for. Like you said, I guess a quick service uh, is a is possible, but I don't I don't know that they could ever do a sit down there. Like what would be on the menu that would make you want to go to that location? Anyway, I again I not really banking a lot on anything permanent happening to the Odyssey. But if you want to go inside the Odyssey and you want to see the inside of the Odyssey between now and December 30th, go in, grab a craft beer, grab a snack, and you can actually see the inside of the Odyssey bill. Now, where do they get their craft beer from? I have no clue because every, everybody who's covering the story, I'm not sure. I, I, I feel like there's probably one person that actually got the information, whether it was from a press release or what or whatnot. But I, I was hard pressed to find anybody who pointed back to where they got the story from, and everybody just says craft beer. So hopefully somewhere local, right? Yeah, that would kind of be the the though, definition of craft. Though, though holiday craft, yeah, I don't know because they say I, craft beer, seasonal beers. I don't know. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if it became something like Joffrey's Coffee, where they were basically just having some you know weird disney craft beer because joffrey's coffee is basically a disney company you know it is i could i I, thought i thought joffrey's was a totally separate thing dude well but i think from what i've like seen they basically operate inside disney world and that's like it really wow i i'm like amazed right now because i just you know because there are always these coffee places that that you've just never heard of (laughs) And I just assumed that Joffrey's was some, you know, coffee place from, you know, maybe the, the West Coast or something that I just had never gotten into. You're like, so you're blowing my mind right now that that's, uh, that's primarily a Disney. And, and, I, and I get that you're saying that it's not 100% in Disney, but that it's primarily Disney, right? Yeah. And the fact that I'm blowing your mind makes me think that I may not be right about it. But I, I, well, all I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if... They got some weird you know, or some little brewery in Orlando to make them a series of coffees or I'm sorry, a series of of beers to sell there. Right. Because like I was at SeaWorld a few weeks ago and they have a little stand that's the Alamo Brewing Company, which is the which is San Antonio, right? Right. It's a local San Antonio brewery. And that just does not seem like something Disney would do. Like have a a Orlando 
craft brewery come in and put their name up on on the on the Odyssey. Well, and but say come and get you know whatever your name here beers. Right, but what if you did like I I mean I'm thinking I'm thinking more they, kind of they food sell and, Blue Moon at, right. at places. Right, but I'm thinking more like food and wine style where you know, because if you if you go to the different countries, they've got stuff that, you know, is specific to that country and is a specific alcoholic beverage from that country and maybe comes from a brand within that country. But they don't, you know, it, that that food and wine kiosk isn't sponsored by Fosters. It's they serve Fosters at this one along with, you know, one or two other things. And so maybe what they're going to do is they're going to serve two or three different breweries uh, craft beers in there. Mm. Yeah, could be. And that could, you know what, that could make, if they, if they actually, if they had seating, because that's something that, that you kind of lack. I mean, I guess what, Rosen Crown, you kind of, you have that sort of, like, if they had a nice little place, I could see that being a nice place to just kind of relax, take everything in, enjoy, enjoy a nice beer, you know, like, I could see that extending beyond the holidays and being something nice to have around. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I could see that. I could see that working like that. But yes, I did. I did look up Joffrey's, and it is all located within Disney. So yeah, Joffrey's is basically a Disney thing. I mean, I don't. It's not owned by Disney, but Disney is how they're making making it work. So okay. Yeah, because you can buy their coffee online, right? But I thought, yeah, I was pretty sure all of their physical locations are within Disney, which is crazy. But good for them. Yeah, I mean. Way to long go. As long as you keep Disney happy, they, they tend to keep stuff around. So. That's right. That's right. And, and, and they're, they're peacefully coexisting with Starbucks for now. So <laughs> I don't think Starbucks fears anyone. And, nor should they. Nor should they. In other news, you know how, you know how we both have talked about we prefer to, to do the non-park hopper version of, of tickets when we go to Disney. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Forcing forcing yourself to spend an entire day in a single park and, and to slow and, down. Yes, and to slow down a little bit. Well, Disney is now uh encouraging us to to do that because they <laughs> uh or at least temporarily through through May 26, 2017, uh Disney is doing a 4-day discounted uh four park magic ticket where it is $70 per day. And it is a four-day ticket, and you will visit one park on each day. And as far as I can tell, it's your choice of which park you visit. But uh, so you would visit Magic Kingdom on one day, then you know the next day Epcot, next day Animal Kingdom, next day Hollywood Studios. And in comparison, the non-park hopper, which what is the Magic Your Way ticket right now? Yes, is is like three twenty-five, and this one is uh, you know again seventy dollars a day, so two hundred and eighty dollars. So you can save about forty five bucks. Uh, the The difference is per you person. Know, yes, per per. Uh, yes, no, no. Your family of four can go for two hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> I am I am buying all of these tickets right now. I just uh, I want to I I wanted to say that because you know you and I were talking about topics before the show, and you know you said you said to me it's two hundred and eighty dollars versus three hundred twenty five dollars, and I was like, man, that doesn't sound like very much. But as you were just saying that, you know, I I realized that, you know, that's for a family of four, that's $180. And that's a lot more of, you know, a savings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now I don't, 
I don't see that they have announced it uh, with a separate price for children, which I know that the I know the Magic Your Way is cheaper for kids, but I think even then it's a it's like twenty bucks off or something like that. Yeah, it's not very much. Right. So you'd still be saving money even if even if it's a flat rate for kids and adults. Um, you know, and of course the difference here is you can't you can't have a four day ticket and then suddenly go. You know what? I think instead we're just going to skip Animal Kingdom and we're going to go to Magic Kingdom for a second day. You have to, you know, you can only go to Magic Kingdom one time in a four-day period. Uh, and then the other limitation with this is you couldn't, I, I, or at least I seriously doubt you'd be able to in any way add a fifth day, which is right. a big advantage of the Magic Your Way tickets. Uh, you know, and and Nancy and I uh, have taken taken advantage of this before and I've taken advantage of this with other family members where you know you get in and you're like you know what we're gonna be we're here three hours before the park closes let's just go in and then we'll just add one more day because it's like 15 20 dollars uh but with this ticket you're gonna be you're gonna be limited to uh the four days so there so there are some disadvantages to it but again the advantage is 45 dollars per person which is you know that's a that's a, that's a decent sit down restaurant, right? Or mm-hmm. I mean, at least at least well on your way to a decent sit down restaurant. I mean, it's not not going to get you a La Cellier at dinner, but uh, it gets you close. Yeah, but you could do you could definitely do Skipper Canteen or something sure. like that, and yeah. you know, so It'd get you a quote a real restaurant. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you could not not you know some a, a quick service place, right? Or you could get two quick. I mean. But essentially, that's money that you can then spend on another part of your vacation. Right. So, you know, that to me is pretty tempting, though it, they, they did include blackout dates on this from December 17th through January 2nd. Surprise, surprise, you can't use it Christmas or New Year's. And then April 10th through the 21st, which I'm guessing is that, is that like uh, spring break, maybe? Huh. I guess for some, I think spring break in the U.S. is usually in March, isn't it? Maybe, maybe in April. Or I don't maybe know. Next year it's in April. I don't. I don't have kids, so I don't have to keep because April. You know, the, it's been so long since we were in college. <laughs> yes. Yeah. December through January totally made sense, or you know that that little portion made total sense. The April tenth through twenty first, not sure about, but again, if you're but if you're not going in those two periods, um, you do have this option. Uh, to save a little cash and and go ahead and do the do the one park per day, you miss out on the park hopper. And then the only other weird thing about this, which, ah, gosh, I I don't know. It's it's all in how you read uh, the fine print about this on uh, on Disney's site. But essentially, it says you are you are given one park per day, and you cannot re-enter a park that you've already entered. So. See, my first my first impression was to read that as you can't go back to Magic Kingdom if you've been to Magic Kingdom on, you know, yesterday or the day before or whatever. Right. Once you've done Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom is out. Which is fair. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I kind of to me, that's the sort of thing that you shouldn't have to clarify because it was in the you know, it's in the description of the ticket uh, because you get one day, one day, one day, one day. Uh, But. The other, the other thing that I've seen some people reading this as, and I'm not, I'm not totally sold that this isn't the reading of it, is that you cannot enter the same park more than once means you cannot leave that park and then re-enter the park on the same day, which, again, for me, that's not an issue. 
Um, because other than other than when I've been like ill or something, I haven't seen a lot of need to leave a park and then re-enter. Uh, but I, for a lot of people, I mean, so that so that would pretty much knock out any, I guess, dining reservations that weren't in the park that you were going to be in. Right. And it, if you have small kids, you can't go back halfway through the day and go take a nap or something. Right. Right. That's so, it's so weird because that's not how magic your way tickets work at all. No, no. You know, yeah. The, the single day ones, if you go to Hollywood studios at open, do rope drop there and then leave at 11 AM, you know, and go have a lunch somewhere else. And then you could come back and, I don't see what makes that better for Disney. I I can see how making you go to all four parks is better for them because they're making sure that you are going to every park and they're spreading you out and keeping you out of the Magic Kingdom. Right, right, yeah. Making sure you're not spending all every day of your of your trip in the Magic Kingdom. You're spending money at all the different restaurants and blah 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 blah, blah whatever. But not letting you re-enter the park if you leave it. And again, you know, this is, and I haven't, I haven't seen Disney say anything for certain either way. But I've seen people reading this both ways, and my my reading of you can't go to a park if you've already been there before. Okay, the the you if you leave, you can't come back. Ooh, that's a little. Do you have it pulled up? Yes, I do. What is the exact wording in that in that part? Let's see. So. And one day of admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios on four separate days and may not be used to enter the same park more than once. Yeah, I read that as you cannot, you can't go back. Like, uh, if you go to Hollywood Studios day one, you cannot go back on Tuesday. On day four. Okay. Like, well, you, have, you have used your ticket, which is honestly how I thought Magic Your Way tickets worked uh, for a long time. You had to decide what parks you wanted to go to. And then get tickets for that park. So that makes sense to me. But yeah, I don't read that because they use they use uh, words like reentry and same day a lot. Right. And it seems like they would uh, they would specifically prohibit same day reentry if that if that's what the rule was, because same day is like. That's Disney vocabulary. They use that all the time. So I just feel like if they were going to prohibit you from leaving a park and coming back to it later, there would be verbiage in there about same-day re-entry and not just re-entering the same park again. Yeah, but at the same time, I definitely... Here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. If this is something you're interested in doing, either with your Disney travel agent, which Jeremy and I both highly suggest, Get a Disney travel agent. Absolutely. They don't, they don't cost you anything. There are plenty of great ones out there. Um, you know, nobody's, nobody's paying us to use their name right now. So we're, I'm just going to say, you know, read some reviews, find a good one. Uh, I haven't had to use one recently, but, uh, or, or barring that, just calling, uh, Disney directly, you know, instead of just purchasing these tickets online, I would check with somebody and just make sure, because I agree with you a hundred percent. That that's that's the way that I'm reading it, and it doesn't make any sense for it to be read any other way. But I would sure hate to be wrong about it. You know? Yeah, because that one, I mean, not to be dramatic, but that one stipulation... Worth $45. 
Yeah. I mean, it really just takes a lot of the value because Claire and I will often go to a park in the morning and leave and not necessarily go back to the hotel, but like go to a resort and get a coffee or, or, or just walk around and like spend some time out of the park just to kind of split the day up. Right. And to, then go to back. give yourself a little different feel for part of the day. Right. And then go back later. And so we're not necessarily returning to our resort necessarily. Because, you know, we don't have kids. When we have kids, then, then it's a different story. But right now, it's just to get out of the park and, and go somewhere. Because, you know, the bus system makes a two or three hour, you know, respite from walking around Hollywood Studios for a day. That makes it easy. And, you know, all the resorts are free to go to and stuff. So Right. But not, like, not being allowed to do that. So we didn't like uh, park hoppers. Because you feel like you're you're rushed and you have to do everything and you want to leave as soon as possible to go do something else and and it just makes it too hectic. But making you stay in the park is like confining, but in the exact opposite way of of having a park hopper. Yeah, like if you dare, if you dare to uh, to to st- to want to do anything else, well, that's gonna suck for you because right. you're not gonna be able to do anything else once you. I hope you enjoy the resorts because that's where you're staying, dadgummit. Right. Like, and how it's a bad experience to like, I really, 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 really want to do rope drop at Hollywood Studios. And I want to be the first person on Toy Story Midway Mania. But I also really, 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 really want to see Fantasmic. And so I am going to have to be there all day long, whether I want to be or not. Because I can't see Fantasmic and do Rope Drop without being there all day. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I don't know. That just seems so hard to believe that that would actually be the case. So you know what? I am going to, I will contact Disney. I will find out what the, what because the, I just, I, I can't stand being unclear on this. Uh, <laughs> this, this aspect of it. I'm going to contact them. I'm going to find out. Uh, check our Twitter account. Check our Facebook. It will likely even predate this because I, I will be contacting them. We're recording this <laughs> Thursday night. I will probably be contacting them Friday morning uh, to find out what what the situation is here and get some clarification for all of us because that the more that we talk about this, the more far fetched it seems that they would that they would do this. But if they do, uh, well, yeah, then it sucks. I mean, then yeah. then I would I would not recommend anybody buy these tickets yeah yeah if it, essentially if we come back and say yeah you can totally leave and re-enter the same park go with this ticket i i it, you know if you're if you're going to be there for four days if we come back and say nope that doesn't happen spend the 45 dollars because like again all it takes is you know for you to for 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 you to go and eat breakfast and something disagrees with you and then you're either going to have to tough it out at the park right or, you know, go back to the hotel for like two hours, maybe get a chance to get a little rest, and then you feel and then you feel okay for the evening or something. Yeah, to me to me, forty five dollars is worth that peace of mind or or like you said, just being able to break up the day. But like I said, I will contact them. Uh I will I will post the the response on our uh Twitter and Facebook. So you guys we we will we will go back and forth on this, but you guys will not have to because you guys will know for sure which way it is. And future Jeremy will pipe in right now to let all of the podcast listeners know what the true answer is. 
I love it. I love it when future Jer and you realize the future Jeremy comes in and says the that you know reentry is totally cool. That then everybody's going to be like, why did they just waste like ten minutes discussing how bad it would be if if they didn't allow reentry? <laughs> because that's future Jeremy. Okay. Okay. Present so, Jeremy and Brad have no idea. So here, let me throw it. Hey, future Jeremy, can we use it for reentry? Yes. Thanks, future Jeremy. And you know what? I think on that note, that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we are at MTM Podcast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash MTM Podcast, or visit us on our website at missingthemouse.co. If you guys get a chance, uh, go and leave us a review on, uh, on iTunes or just let us know uh, via Twitter or Facebook as well what you like about the show, what you don't like. Uh, if Jeremy rants too much, I highly suggest that you tell him about it so that he can stop. But either way, however you may feel, until next week, have a magical day. <laughs>